Welcome to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standall, Youth Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. I'm Angela Stevenson from the Longview Public Library. I'm the library technician. Um, welcome, Angela. Uh, Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Um, so let's start off with talking about your history at the library. Your um, and just like what you currently do as part of your job. I worked at the library for 22 years. I started in the media department, working with all the movies in our own little home. And then we moved up. Um, the media department moved into the regular part of the building. And then three years ago, I got full time. So I am now a library technician. And I work in the tech services department. I process books and catalog DVDs. And I work in the lobby room. And all the desks, of course, still. Yeah, you do a lot of stuff in the Longview room. Yeah, it's fun. And I know, like, since we've been closed, you've been doing a lot of, like, digitizing of our of historical collections. Yes. I get to scan the logs, the long bell and the logs of Warehouser. And then I've been putting them all online and putting all the metadata in there so that people can look them up. They can search by name and find pictures of anyone who's been in the logs. It's kind of fun. And I get to read them. Just interesting. Mhm. That is interesting. Yeah, fun. What's your favorite part about working at the library? <sighs> There's so many different ones. I like working at the desk and helping people find things. Become friends with people and fun seeing them come in every day. I like working at the Halloween party, the monster match. <gasps> I love that part. It's so fun. Dressing up and seeing everyone all have fun. It's just exciting and there's so many people and they're all doing stuff and they're all having fun and being silly. Mm-hmm. And everyone's so happy. Mm-hmm. It is nice when everyone's happy. Yeah, we won't get to do Monster Mash this year, of course. It's already kind of like a time of year where it's like we get like the post little Monster Mash cold or whatever. Because there's, you know, hundreds of children in the building for that. So we certainly couldn't, you know, do it this year, even if we were kind of open. But um, we are going to be open for Saturday drive through on Halloween Day. And so I think we're going to be doing, like, a trick-or-treat through drive through Oh, good. Yeah. I'm going okay. to dress up. I was thinking of being a bee. Uh, yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll still get, like, some something in there. So how how have you been doing with all the closures? Um, I hate them. Yeah. And I go grocery shopping as little as possible. <laughs> I just stock up. <laughs> Yeah, I really need to go to the grocery store. It's kind of like the, it's always like the thing that, that's like, I can't not go to the store now is when I run out of dog food. That's the thing that will get me back in the store. I have to buy my fruit. And that fresh fruit doesn't last as long as everything else does. (laughs) Yeah, now that my garden's almost done, I'll probably have to go go more often for, for fresh, freshies. And I've been going to the beach. I drive down to the beach almost every weekend I have been. 
my refuge. Did you go this last weekend? No, I didn't. It was too, I thought it would be too big. Oh, you mean like yesterday? Like, yeah. No, I didn't. I was going to, and then I went shopping. <laughs> Here, one was going out of business, and it was 80% oh. off. Sure. So I bought pillows and other stuff. Um, I thought I thought Pier One was gonna go out of business like a year ago. Oh, well they lasted a little longer. <laughs> yeah. Um that's pretty good I guess. Yeah. Office Max is going out, Office Depot. Their stuff is all thirty percent off right now. I didn't go there though. Office what? Office Depot? You know, Your- Office Max and Office Depot combined into one. Right. They're going out of business. The one at Triangle? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, it won't be too bad not to have an office store. Yeah. Hmm. It'd be weird. A lot of stuff in Triangle's going out of business. Really? What else is going out of business over there? Well, the um, Ace went out of business and the Starbucks moved. Oh, yeah, Starbucks moved. They wanted the big drive through. Mm hmm. That's why I got this. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere this morning. Yeah, I popped in work to check on some things and um, get a thing ready for a drive-through for today. We did um, for part of our summer reading prizes. We did like a subscription-style book box that Jacob and I are putting together. So we had one for like a babies at one, five in the kids categories, and one for the teen category. And um, we finished those. We, ha- we um, had to contact a new person for the baby one, but we got the other ones done for pickup on Saturday and every single like winner came on Saturday and got theirs. How exciting. Yeah. That's and I've got really good feedback from them about it. It's fun to put it together. It's kind of like doing the samplers. Oh yeah. I like doing the samplers. It's fun, fun to like pick stuff out for people. <laughs> yeah. And then you hope they really like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the kids, like and some stickers, you know, and some bubbles and some candy. You know, I could put other stuff in there for the for the prize box. It's not just yeah, but that would be fun. Yeah. Um I think too I've been thinking of like way like what that we're doing right now is gonna be like popular enough that when we are open again we we keep doing that. And I think kind of like the personal shopper thing might be um something that people like, you know? There are like being able to just drive through, pick up the oh, books, and yeah, for sure. Not have to come in if they don't want to browse. Mm-hmm. So I've got some um, would you rather questions, so we can get to know Angela better. Oh, before I do that, why don't you tell me like um, what your favorite book is? My favorite book ever. Yeah, you can pick a couple. Um, my favorite romance book because I like romances is Garters by Pamela Morrissey. It's an old book and it's a historical book and it's just funny. I like funny. She's just witty and cute and anyway, I like it. <laughs> um, and then others, like my favorite children's book is probably James and the Giant Peach, partially because mom read it to us as a chapter book, um, growing up a chapter a night. And so it's got a good memory, plus it's just a good book in general. Mm-hmm. But I did not like the movie adaptation. At oh, all. yeah, I saw that when it came out, but I don't really remember very much about about it. We're doing um, 
uh, rolled doll books for our October Kids Book Club. Oh, which mm-hmm. one? Just well, I have like an assortment so they can just do whatever one that they want. Oh, I've got lots of copies of the BFG and Matilda and then some copies of some of his other ones. Well, you know, I've never read either one of those. I read those when I was a kid. I was thinking of reading The Witches. I don't think I ever read that one. And there's yeah. a new witch, there's a new The Witches comic book coming out. Oh, fun. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie. I have like a top five. That's great. Perfect. So while you were sleeping. <gasps> That's one of my favorite movies too. It's just good, right? Right. Love it. It's funny. Um, and Die Hard. Okay. The original. Are you going to only pick Christmas movies or? Is it what? It is a Christmas movie. I watch it every Christmas. You have to. <laughs> um, and Gross Point Blank. It's just good. I don't think I ever saw that. Like, never? Hey, yeah, I don't think so. And The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. I sing to it. I love it. And um, The Parent Trap, the original. Because it's Not kind of a, I like it. Those are some good choices. If, I, if I'm stuck on a lo- desert island, it's a little bit of a round assortment. Yeah, you got, like, a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Action. Musical. Yeah. <laughs> So now I'm going to ask you some would you rather questions. Okay, now I'm scared. It's funny to see, I think it's funny to see how people, like different people play this game. I have this game. Okay, I'm going to ask mm. you kind of silly ones, I think. Would you rather have edible spaghetti hair that regrows every night or sweat maple syrup? Oh, I want to sweat maple syrup. <laughs> So sticky. That was so sticky. Oh my gosh. What kind of clothes do you wear? <laughs> oh man. That'd be kind of hot too. Uh huh. hair? Oh man. But you'd sweat like the, um, the maple syrup like into your hair. Ew, gross. <laughs> I'd pick, I'd pick spaghetti hair. <laughs> Spaghetti here, but I can just see it all mushing together and up. Uh, but it regrows every night. Yeah, but what does it fall off? You're supposed to like eat it. How does it disappear that it grows every night? Also, is it like dry spaghetti or is it cooked spaghetti? Uh, well, if it was dry spaghetti, it would just like break all day. Yeah, that's why I was thinking it would have to regrow. Or you could get it wet. Well, I suppose if you had that, you could at least wear a hat and then hide it and no one could see it. Or yeah. Else, you know, well, you know, I don't sweat very much, though. So I think I'd probably be okay. You'd <laughs> and at least I'd smell good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather there be a perpetual water balloon war going on in your city or a perpetual food fight? Um, water balloon fight. Yeah. That's less messy. Yeah, I think I'd pick that too. I think it'd be easier to fight back too with water balloons. I think so too. Easier to hit your target. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Would you rather have everything you draw become real, but be permanently terrible at drawing or be able to fly but only as fast as you can walk 
fly. Yeah, I'd like to fly too. I have to fly. Yeah, <laughs> I do draw. It. I don't want to be terrible at drawing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's more of a point for you than like having anything become real. I think like a right. good thing. You're like, lose my ability to draw. You die. Oh man, this is really, this one's really real. It's real intense. Okay. Would you rather vomit uncontrollably for one minute every time you hear the happy birthday song or get a headache that lasts for the rest of the day every time you see a bird? I see birds all the time. I know. What if you're in a restaurant and someone has a birthday? You just vomit uncontrollably for one minute. But it's only like one minute. Yeah, it's pretty short versus a headache all day every time you see a bird. I would have a headache every day. Day. Yeah. Or you have to like really go out of your way to never see a bird again. Yeah, that would be hard though. I like to go outside. Yeah. I'd rather like try to explain to everybody how you can't sing happy birthday around me. Yeah. That would be easier. Yeah. And then if, you know, you see someone coming up with a cake, <laughs> you just put, like, headphones in. Yeah. Just carry on, like, yeah. Um, like, sound. What am I trying to say? Sound canceling. Yes. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yep. Sound canceling. That's what I was trying to say. Headphones. Okay. Let's do this one as our last one. Okay. It's also kind of basic. Would you rather have a flying carpet... Or a car that can drive underwater. I don't know. That was kind of hard. Because you would be all safe underwater, right? And then and your ears would be fine and you wouldn't have any problem breathing or anything. It would be like normal. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fun to be able to see all everything that's under there. I think I'd be, I don't know, but then you're enclosed and I'm kind of claustrophobic. But the flying carpet wouldn't have any handrails or anything. What if you fell off? I think you'd have to have like a like a you can assume that the flying carpet is like the one in the movie Aladdin that just like takes care of you, and like okay. if you fall off it would catch you. That's what I think. That one. I think I would pick flying carpet. If it's magic and not gonna have me fall off, then I would pick that one. I think that one's fun. Yeah, and I'm also that's claustrophobic in a car underwater. I don't know if I could do that. And I think you could, like, use it more. Like, I could just, you know, fly my magic carpet to work. That's true. Yeah, you could use it as just, like, a beach. You could have traffic everywhere. Yeah. Here I am. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the topic that we're talking about today is a coming-of-age novel. So I had, like, I don't know, it's interesting I was thinking, like, oh, I have, like, a bunch of books about, like, teenagers, um, but I think those aren't all, like, necessarily considered coming of age. What's your take on that? I was I was looking that up to see what really a coming of age is, and I think it's kind of both, because there's the, like, teenagers, or the preteens, what are they called, tweens now, you know, you're 12 becoming a teenager, that's kind of a different kind of a coming of age. But then you have the teenagers that are starting to try to become adults, and that's kind of coming of age, too. So there's mm-hmm. two different genres, in a way, of coming of age. Yeah, yeah. Because I think you can think of something, like I was thinking of um, 
Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, because it's like it's the 50th anniversary of that book this year. Oh. And I think I was reading an article with Judy Bloom, and she was talking about how when that book was first published, it was like a book that teenagers read more, and now it's like a book that like younger kids read, like tweens read more. Really? Mm-hmm. The main character, I think she's 12 or 13. Um, oh. And mm-hmm. most, yeah, like young adult is the characters are usually like 16 or 17. But they were talking about that she she kind of misses having like the older kids read it because she thinks like the um, kind of like the religious part of that book is something that resonates more with older teenagers than with the younger ones. Um, but I haven't read that book in a really long time. I've never read that book. Oh, really? Well, it's like she's um, I read all of Judy Bloom's books when I was like fifth grade. But then, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It's like her. Um, she's like just you know like doing the puberty thing like in the Judy Bloom way. But she's also um, like one of her parents is Jewish and one of her parents is Christian, and so she's kind of trying to like navigate like what her personal beliefs about God and religion are. That's like a pretty important part of the story. And there's also like friend group and you know growing up and stuff too. One of the things um, I really remember about that book also is that her grandmother would knit her sweaters and then, like, make, like, little tags that say, like, you know, made with love by grandma and put them in the inside. <laughs> it's a funny <laughs> detail to remember about a book I read. So That's I, a funny detail to remember. Maybe you just wanted one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably did. Yeah. So what, like, what book do you think of when you think of, like, a coming-of-age novel? Um, I didn't really, I couldn't think of one right off the top of my head. So I went to the internet and looked. Mm-hmm. And one of them was To Kill a Mockingbird. That was yeah. one that stood out. Um, I read that one in school a long time ago. That was the, Yeah. And she's younger. Mm-hmm. She's younger, younger. Yeah. I also think of, too, um, oh, man. It's that book where, like, the boys are in school. Boys are in school? Oh, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Those boys. Well, I kept thinking Lord of the Flies when you said the boys are, but obviously they're not in school, so. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. That, like prep school? What kind of school? Yeah, like a prep school. A separate, a separate piece. Did you read that? Oh, I never read that. Uh-uh. Just think of separate piece, and they're like in high school, and that went out, yeah, at a prep school, and it's like, gosh, it's been a, you know a long time since I read this, but it's like, um, you know, they're probably all gonna have to go to war, and I don't remember which war it was, and then the one guy pushes his friend off of like a tree branch, and he gets hurt. It's this whole deal. But, yeah, other things that people write, like, I found this list on LitHub, and I think I linked to it in the Beanstack part of the challenge. But it, like, also suggests The Outsiders. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, the Catcher in the Rye. I, I read re- one last year that it kept coming to mind after looking those up. The Ray versus the Meaning of Life by Michael Stewart. Oh, yeah, I was thinking, I'd never end up reading, I still haven't read that. Not never, but I haven't it's yet. It's good. I but really I, like it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Just park and he's trying to find the meaning of life and figure himself out, and I just really like it. 
a lot. I think it would help people too, the way it's written. Just, I don't know. He inherits the trailer park, right? Yeah, he inherits a trailer park, but he has to find the meaning of life in order to actually inherit it. So he goes to these. He hires this guy to come help him figure it out, and basically he figures it out on his own, but it's good. <laughs> he has a crazy uncle and interesting mother and interesting sister, and it's, yeah, a girl he likes that lives there. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. That's one I've been, I think I was going to read it last year for like a self-published novel. And then, I read it in March last year. And then we ended up doing um, Daniel's mom's books. Oh, and yeah. Then, like, read that. that. Like an interview with her and stuff for that instead, which was also fun. Yeah, so on this list from Lit Hub, there's a lot of these that I have not read. <laughs> <laughs> but like Jane, Jane Eyre is listed on there, and uh, we're going to be talking about Jane Eyre in November on the podcast. I have never read Jane Eyre. I think everyone should take that moment to read Jane Eyre. Really? Mm-hmm. Everyone should read it. It's great. Um, yeah, wow. I feel like this is just like a bunch of books I've been meaning to read my whole life, and then it's like it's still happened. <laughs> I did read a separate piece. Yeah, 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 all these books. Oh, I read The Cider House Rules. That He's older in that, right? Yeah. Who's older in that? The main character. Uh, oh, I didn't, I've never read that. I'm not sure. Oh, and Prep by Curtis Sittenfeld is on this list. That's one of my favorite books. That's a good choice. It? Never read it. I don't uh, think I ever will. Maybe. I, I don't know. Went either. I don't know it's why. It's so long. But what I ended up reading, and then you ended up reading it too, yeah, is The House on Mango Street. <laughs> So I was just, when I was picking my book out, I was just kind of like going through my bookshelves and I was like, which book, which book? And I'd been meaning to read this book, like I said, forever and a half. Mm-hmm. And also it was appealing to me because it's really short. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I can get that done. And I ended That's up- why I read it too. Because I was like, oh, I can read that one. Then I'll know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. And then I really, really liked it a lot. It was good. Yeah. It's by Sandra Cisneros, and it takes place on Mango Street in Chicago, I believe. Yeah. Latino section of Chicago. And um, it's just about, like, the neighborhood through the eyes of this one girl who moves there. And she lives above the laundromat? Am I remembering that correctly? I do believe it is a laundromat. And this, the book is, I feel like it's really good, and I don't have a ton of stuff to say about it, but, like, it's told in, like, little vignettes, like, little three or four page, sometimes even shorter, um, little stories about her and the people in her neighborhood and her family and some other families on her sh- street and kind of her impressions of them and I thought the like the language of the writing was really beautiful too. It was, and it was interesting to see her side on all sorts of different views. Mhm. Yeah, she talks about like one of the families like has a 
like a father who's abusive and there's like I think that's the one that like I remember the most. I think that girl ends up leaving. Right? The daughter ends up running away. The daughter she she runs away and then she goes back. And in the end did she go away again? I thought the shoes part was very interesting where they were given the shoes and they all walked around in the way they were treated. Mm-hmm. Her first job and her boss. Yeah. How the because she is like pretty, I guess, do they say it? Like how old she is? You know, I thought she was, I thought she was like 12. I can't remember. I was going to go back and try to find out what her real age was. Because in I the think- end, they said something about thinking they were 14 and that she wasn't. Yeah, because all of these little vignettes are supposed to be like within a year, right? Yeah. They're. Um. But, yeah, it is, like, interesting because there'll be, like, one little story that's about, like, you know, her playing, like, a kid's game with, like, the neighborhood kids. And then another yeah. story where like, there's people treating her like she's an adult and kind of, like, figuring that out, figuring what she wants out of um, her adulthood and stuff, too. Like, and the playing jump rope. But, yeah, where they put on, they get the high-heeled shoes from the neighbor lady and so they're like playing dress up and walking around and they get like objectified by um yeah like instantly yeah by all the guys down the street so they throw mm-hmm. the shoes in the garbage they hit him in the bush oh right and then their mom actually <laughs> throws him away <laughs> i remember that part of the book probably the clearest i don't know why yeah i think that's a good it's like works it's a good metaphor for like trying on adulthood and then being like I'm not ready for it yet but also um you know just how tough it can be to like be a teenage girl and the way that men will treat you and try to take advantage and stuff mm-hmm. just that and comes up a co- too fast and then yeah blow back down yeah but in a little bit too far and you're like oh what did I just do yeah. Not comfortable there. <laughs> or having, just having people see you that way. Um, but yeah, that comes, comes up like a couple of times in different stories where either it happens to her or she talks about like one of the other girls on the street being treated. Yeah. Are you reading the book? Yeah. So I'm just going <laughs> to stop and read this last part of the book. Um, cause it ends with kind of her imagining like living on her own. Right? Yeah. I'm not a flat, not an apartment, not a man's house, not a daddy's house. All my own, with my porch and my pillow, my pretty purple petunias, my books and my stories, my two shoes waiting beside the bed. Nobody to shake a stick at. Nobody's garbage to pick up after. Only a house quiet as snow, a space for myself to go. Clean as paper before the poem. That's lovely. That's not the last one. No. <laughs> yeah, the but- last one. It's the second to the last one. Yeah. But I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that one, too. It kind of made me think of, like, you know, my house where I live by myself. Yeah. You know, it is really nice. <laughs> not, it's not clean, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but it is all my own. <laughs> Also full of stuff. I've got so many piles of books everywhere. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's like mostly what my house is. 
piles of books. Right. <laughs> Mine too. It's like, uh, no, like that's a load bearing pile of books. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't, uh, read very much more about this book, but I think it's pretty autobiographical. And kind of like the last story talks about when she's like gonna grow up and leave Mango Street, but she like take the stories with her forever and she's gonna like be a writer basically. And come back. Yeah. And come back. Um, which is, it's nice. It's just lovely and I really liked it. I think definitely the kind of book where like you could just pick it up and like read one of the little stories and then. You could definitely. Um, back later and read this one. Mm-hmm. They all stand alone. Yeah. They're all together, but they all stand alone too. Any final thoughts on the house in Mango Street? I don't think so. Tell us about the other book you read then. I read How to Make Out by Brianna R. Shrum. And okay. it sounds like it would be just, you know, teenage romance, which it is. But she wants to make money to go to New York. And she doesn't talk to her mom, and her mom lives in New York. And so she's having conflicting feelings about going there anyway. But her best friend wants to go, and so she decides to – she doesn't have money. So she decides to make this blog. It's more of like a how-to blog. So they ask questions, and then she'll answer them. But she'll make it a pay for, so they have to pay for the answers so she can make money. Um, but she doesn't know the answers to most of the questions that they give her. So she has to do them in real life and figure the answers out. Okay. So, like, what are the questions like? Um, there are a lot of different questions, and then most of them become more romantic questions. I mean, there are some that are, I'm trying to remember some of the more basic questions. How to bake stuffed mushrooms. Mm. Um, you know, so there's, and there was how to make out. Right. Okay. Hence yeah. the title. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so each chapter is the title of the question that she's answered um, in the blog and how she figures it out. And her best friend is her next-door neighbor, and they've known each other forever and ever. And he likes her, and she... Clueless. Uh, well, she kind of knows that he likes her. Well, she does, no, because he's kind of told her how halfway through you figure that out. But Yeah, she does know. But she doesn't feel the same way. She doesn't understand. And she kind of likes this other guy, but she doesn't think he'd like her. And then he kind of does like her. She starts tutoring him, and they get closer. And then she she goes too far with, you know, how to cover a hickey. So <laughs> she, she has to get the hickey first. Uh-huh. So she gets the hickey from the guy who she's tutoring. Because she kind of starts seeing him, and then then he finds out. I don't know how much so tell, you know, tell you can, end. You can tell the end. So, like, he doesn't know that she's, like, essentially kind of using him for this block. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. Um, her best friend does, and he helps her with the kiss. Mm. One was how to kiss. And so her best friend, who likes her, he knows. Teaches her how to kiss. So she's already got that in there, messing with her head. Because <laughs> <laughs> that kind of wakes her up a little bit. <laughs> like, maybe this isn't just 
friends, but then she's still thinking about the guy she's tutoring. Mm-hmm. She's kind of liked him for a while. But it goes too far. There's the how to make out one where she actually does make out with the new guy. And she realizes that she didn't want to do all of these things. And I think it shows you that she did them for the wrong reasons, you know? Uh-huh. She's some of her first steps, and it's not how she wanted to learn mm-hmm. them. And then her best friend publishes her who wrote the blog that the whole school has been reading. And it becomes obvious who has taught her half of the things in it. So her new boyfriend that she was tutoring gets mad. Then eventually kind of gives her. And then she's like, what am I doing? And she loses her best friend in the middle of this. Her best friend kind of got shoved aside when she started dating this guy and focusing too much on her blog. So how does it resolve in the end? Um, she, yeah, I already said that, huh? That her wife, her, um, best friend publishes that she did it. He forgives her (laughs) for using her. (laughs) Does she go to New York? She, that was the other part. She was going to give up going to New York to go to prom with her new boy. So her best friend got really mad at her for that. Yeah, it's like, you're going to not go to New York. Actually, all of them got mad at her. Her boy best friend and her girl best friend. And her boyfriend, once he found out, was like, why would you do that? It's a weekend trip to New York for a three-hour prom. Well, you know, because girls are kind of dumb when they get their emotions evolved, and they're not really thinking about long-term. I have a boyfriend that I like. Let's go to the dance. Yeah, and long-term, the New York trip was the best trip. So she didn't go to the New York trip because she spent the money, so she couldn't. Oh, no. So she did all this stuff. Wasn't even able to do what she she wasn't even able to do what she wanted to. Was doing it all for. Mm -hmm. Does she end up dating her best friend? She ends up dating her best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) It has a good ending. Um, She does make up with both friends um, and realizes what she had been doing was not very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she's like a senior in high school. She's no, she's a sophomore in high school. Oh, then she really shouldn't care that much about prom, right? It was her boyfriend's prom. He was a senior, and she was tutoring him. Yeah, she was tutoring him in math because she's smart. Yeah, smart at math. <laughs> yeah, smart at math, not in other <laughs> There's all kinds of smarts in the world. (laughs) So did you like it? I did like it. It was really good. It was fast, quick, easy, light read. Um, But it just shows you how you can get lost in doing something. Mm -hmm. And then realize, what am I actually doing this for? Mm -hmm. And how did I get here? Yeah. And how do I fix it? We all make decisions. And then you have to live with them. Yeah, that sounds like a fun um, book. You'd say like it's it's like both as both fun and serious. Yeah, it's it's both definitely. I like 
Um, I like novels that are like that, especially like in YA that have like, you know, like serious, like, you know, like life lessons in there, but also have like lots of like. But you can still laugh. And- yeah. And like kind of silly teenage drama too. Mm-hmm. Where it's like some things are important, but some things aren't that important. Yeah, well, you gotta have a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to have a little bit of fun. But yeah, maybe go to New York instead of going to prom. Yeah. So does she end up like? How does the mom plotline resolve? Does she? You know, the mom part doesn't actually resolve, and it's kind of like real life because sometimes you just don't get that part resolved. Um, her mom moved, her dad cheated on her mom and the the new girl that he cheated on her with is her new stepmom mm-hmm. and she lives with them and she does not like her new stepmom. Basically for that reason, they've never became friends and her mom moved to New York and now is married with a child and doesn't talk to her very much. She called. At the end of this, because she just called and asked her how she was, and she said, text back and said, I can't this weekend because I'm with your dad and your sister. And that was it. That's all she heard from her. And it's not a happy ending on that side, but it's kind of yeah. like it ended a little bit better with her stepmom. Her stepmom sent her, gave her a letter saying, I know you don't want to talk to me. But I do love you, and I am here for you if you ever need anything, and I wish everything the best for you. So it was a really nice letter. It was obviously longer than what I just said, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she did have the support from her if she did want it. Nice. Did you get that book from the library? Uh, no, I bought it at the book warehouse down in Seaside oh, on okay. one of my beach trips. Book warehouse. Book warehouse. I go there and I buy all sorts of books. Every time I go to the beach, or almost. You usually go down to Seaside? I go down to Cannon Beach. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I usually stop at Seaside and go to the bookstore first. Well, that sounds good. I haven't been reading, you know, like, a lot of, uh, like, young adult contemporary books lately. I read this one the other day because I was reviewing it for Washyarg, and I just... It wasn't like, I mean, I guess it was contemporary, but it was meant to be like a horror called Solstice. Oh. We have it at the library. And was it, it was just, huh? It wasn't good? No. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, Fire Festival? Fire Festival? Yeah, it was like that music festival a couple of years ago in the Caribbean where it's, like, really expensive to go, and when, like, all these rich kids got there, it was just, like, they, it was, like, nothing. They had, like, cheese sandwiches and, like, you know, tents. They'd spent, like, all this money because they promised all these, like, amenities and all these great bands, and all the bands dropped out, and, like, all the transportation was awful. They made, like, two documentaries. There's a Hulu documentary and one on Netflix, too. About, like, the festival and how, like, the guy who put it together, like, really scammed all oh, these fly. people. Yeah. Right, festival. I thought you said fire and I couldn't figure it out. Okay. Um, yeah. So, this, this book, Solstice, is, like, obviously based off of that. You know, like, it's a music festival on this Caribbean island. And 
you know, she, her rich friend gets tickets for them to go and her parents won't let her go, but she's 18. So she just like does it anyways. Um, like she just turned 18 and, um, like while they're there, like, you know, like it's just a, a mess, but like the book is really short, but also feels really slow. And it turns out there's like a monster on the Island that's like eating people and like the organizers to put it together just for like an insurance payout, which doesn't, like, it doesn't really make sense. And, like, I thought it was going to be, like, really campy type of horror, you know, where, like, dumb stuff happens and, like, the characters are really, like, over the top. Um, but it wasn't. <laughs> like, and, and there was, like, several typos in it. There, at one point, the main character calls... <laughs> so one point where the main character calls her friend by her own name. Where I'm like, <laughs> no, that's you. They really, I felt like they really rushed it to publication, and uh, I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be, like, really cheesy and fun, and it was just not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Nor was it, like, serious and cool. It was just, like, meh. <laughs> Anyways, but other than that, I've been mostly reading, like, comic books and, like, fantasy, and not a lot of contemporary. I have one book I'm, like, staring at across there right now. That I've been meaning to read for a while. Hey, I know. Did you ever read this one? It's called In Five Years. It's by Rebecca Searle. She's written some YA books. She wrote Famous in Love that they made a show off of. My name is familiar. And she also wrote The Dinner List, which is like an adult book that came out a couple of years ago. I read either one of them. A little bit into this one, and it's really fun. Did you read A Day in December? Oh. Um, I she sees a guy on the bus and then they have like this instant connection and then she doesn't see him again ever until a few years ago he surfaces. He's dating her best friend. Is it doing an adult book? No, it's an adult book. Only I did. This book kind of reminds me of that, but I guess it's not helpful. But she, uh, <laughs> like the night, like she has this really good job interview, uh, with this law firm and then her boyfriend proposes to her. So she gets engaged. And she has, like, this five-year plan where everything, like, kind of her life is just going just the way that she'd always planned it to. And then the night that she gets engaged, she, like, falls asleep, like, on the couch while they're waiting for, like, Chinese food. And has, like, a experience where she's, like, five years in the future in, like, a different apartment with, like, a different boyfriend. And she's there for, like, an hour and then wakes up again, you know, like, back at where she was. But for the next five years or four and a half years she can't really like shake this feeling that she got from like that hour where she had that one experience and the guy that she was with at the time and then he shows up as her best friend's new boyfriend and she's like (gasps) she's like oh my god that's that guy and like the only person she told about this experience was like some shrink that she went and saw one time so she, like, goes back to the doctor, and she's, like, um, so it's been a few years, but, like, this guy is, like, real, and now he's, like, dating my friend. And that's where I am now. I'm reading What I Like About Me. Who wrote that? I had a, I had a hard time reading books during the pandemic. I don't know. I just wanted comfort stuff. But I finally started reading books again, and this is my third one now. <laughs> Literally a few yeah, I it's also, good. I like this book so far. What I like about me. It's a young adult book and she's 16 
going on vacation, thought she was in love with this guy, really, you know, crushing on this guy that she known all her life. But she took her best friend, and her best friend actually gets together with that guy. And then she realized she's okay with that. She realizes pretty quickly that she's like, you know, I think it was habit that I liked him. And you get into those. It's like definitely, yeah, especially as like a teenager. It's like a boy that you always had a crush on. So you just like keep kind of having a crush on him. Mm-hmm. Like I a totally comfort crush because you've had it forever. You, yeah. You're like, what do you I actually like you? No, I actually don't. <laughs> I mean, not like that. You know? right. <laughs> but then she's going to join um, this beauty pageant. And that's where I'm at now is that she's starting it. She kind of wanted to do, and her sister won a few years ago, and she's a fat girl, and so she's got these people that are her mom's, like, supportive yet embarrassed, kind of, and when she says she wants to do it, she's like, are you sure you want to do it? And so she's kind of, yeah, I do, and then her best friend is just concerned because she wouldn't even go in a swimsuit because she's so... Concerned about how she looks. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you can't even go on a swimsuit with us, are you sure you want to do a bathing, you know, a beauty contest where you're going to have to wear a bathing suit on stage? But she has this new friend that lives at the um, the town where they're vacationing who is very encouraging. And so she's going to do it. And she kind of has someone else looking at her completely like she hasn't known her for her whole life. And so she's mm-hmm. just a new person. That sees her as she is right now, as a beautiful girl who wants to be in a beauty contest. I don't know. It's really good. Did you read Dumplin'? I did. Yeah, I that's what makes me think of that with the beauty pageant and stuff. I didn't like the second one. I don't know. I tried, and I just couldn't get into it at all. Yeah, yeah I never read it, but I did not. I also didn't try. <laughs> yeah, it, no. I, 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 I read maybe the first chapter, and I was like, I don't even like you at the moment. So I'm, and I liked the first book, so I'm confused. Yeah. Well, I think the second one took a character from the first book who isn't like a character that you really like that much and, you know, made her the main character for the second one. So it probably takes a little while for you to like her like as a character. Her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe because I was like, mm, no, <laughs> I don't like you. I don't care. <laughs> and I kind of didn't want it to make me not like the original. Right. Did you read the 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 Hunger Games prequel that came out in May? You know, I haven't read it yet because I was in my mood. I bought it when it came mm-hmm. out. I went to Target and I bought those brownie M and M's and I bought the book. And I was like, my own special treat. Mm-hmm. And then I started it and I was not in the mood because mm-hmm. I was not in the mood for anything at the moment. I was in yeah. That Oh, no books were... Like, you could focus. That's how I was for, like, yeah. a couple of months. Like, I would start so a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I didn't want to not like it. <laughs> and I haven't yeah. gone back to it yet. Because so I was like, it's, I want to like this book, and I don't want to do it when I'm in this mood. It's long. I was surprised when I got it. It's like I ordered it, and it came in the mail. Because, like, Suzanne Collins wrote the first Lead Hunger Games books, like, um... Like, there are films, like, three-act screenplay type of structure. And right. this one isn't like that. It, it's so long. But I was thinking of, like, as far as, like, a character that you always hated, and now they're the main character. Yeah. And it's kind of like, how do I get into this? Do I 
am I going to like him? Because I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing really to like about him, but I think you kind of understand him a, a little bit. It's, you know, you get more. Yeah, more of, of what it is than, than him being like a likable person. But I did I read the first chapter, I think. Well, I shouldn't even think I read the whole first chapter. I think I read like the first three pages and was like, no, I just can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't end up being a treat after all. No, the brownie M&Ms were at least. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll still read it, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, you'll get there. Um. Yeah, like I bought the the new Twilight book, and I haven't read it. I haven't even really opened it yet. I was like gonna read. Curious. I was gonna reread Twilight with my book club, and then we still haven't met to talk about the book we read in like June. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Mm -hmm." you're like, I got time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, We did. Um. Yeah, like we met because we were going to in March have a meeting. And we ended up meeting, like, you know, online and um, talking about it. And then, you know, we kind of tried to do that again. But I do think, like, a lot of people are having trouble, like, focusing on finishing a book. And then it's hard to concentrate. Just, just, just distracted so easily. And mm-hmm. with yeah. nothing, you know, it doesn't take anything to distract you. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. Live by and you're like, oh, <laughs> maybe I'll check the news again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, have you watched any like new shows or anything? Um, I started Watchmen. I'm almost done with that one. I don't know if that's a new one. I started doing why the final season, but I haven't finished it yet. Oh, interesting. Is that the second season or did they do more than two? Is the third season or fourth? Is it the fourth? I don't know. I only watched the first one and I thought that was like enough for me. It's kind of depressing. You yeah, I watch the whole thing at once. You know, binge it, and it's like I am now depressed. You don't realize how depressed you're getting until the end, and you're going, "Um, I need a comedy." Yeah, (laughs) I do that when I binge watch Walking Dead too. I'll binge watch. I can do like five seasons of Walking Dead. You're binging, and then um, I need something happy. Yeah, enough gray and depressing stuff. Well, and I thought, like, 13 Reasons Why the book is, also, you know, it's, like, the same topic, and it's really sad. You know, it's about, like, bullying and suicide and stuff. But but at least it's, like, all, like, he gets through all the tapes and stuff in one night. So it just, like, clips along. And everything is so dragged out in the show. So dragged out. So dragged bad out. things just keep happening. It's, like, really? Yeah. These kids are, like, traumatized for life. They're going to be... Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. learn. They don't learn any lessons. No, they really don't. No, bad. <laughs> um, I started watching this week the Vow. Have you heard about that? It's a documentary about the Nexium cult. I haven't heard of that one. The Vow. It's on HBO. Oh, oh, I don't have HBO. Isn't Watchmen on HBO? Oh yeah, but we have it at the library. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Good I have it right now. 
Um, and then I saw yesterday, I saw, I, or I got Disney Plus in like July so I could watch Hamilton, but then I haven't like really watched anything on Disney Plus since then. Um, I've been meaning to watch, um, there's this documentary about, uh, what's his name? Who's like the Howard Ashman, who was a lyricist for like the Little Mermaid and for Beauty and the Beast. And he died really young of AIDS. So there's like a documentary about him on Hulu Plus that I, or on Disney Plus that I've been meaning to watch. And I watched, like, you know, like, a couple of, what did I watch? Like, The Incredibles or something. But I saw yesterday a preview for um, the new show, WandaVision. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. It's, like, on Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't know if it's out yet or if it's starting really soon. But it's, like, a show about, you know, Scarlet Witch and, and Vision, and the trailer makes it so, like, I don't really know what it's about. Like, there's some parts of the trailer that are, like, black and white, and they're, like, a 50s, you know, couple. She's, like, a housewife. And then there's other parts where they're, like, I don't know, superheroes. I like superheroes, though. Yeah, and I really like, I really like the Scarlet Witch. She doesn't, like, she wasn't in the Avengers movies, like, enough for my, my liking. <laughs> yeah, she really wasn't in them very much. Uh-uh. And she was, like, kind of, like, the coolest powers. Anyways, so I'm excited for that show to start. Oh, it starts in December. Ugh. You have to wait a while. Yeah. I've been watching. I did watch um Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Okay. Did you watch that one? It's on uh-uh. Netflix. Uh-uh. What's it's about? new. It's good. Or I thought it was good. I only watched one episode so far. The first one. But they went to... um. Iceland, and they toured the falls. They learned about all sorts of that, the history of Iceland. It was just really good. It was fun. They have food that's native to that place. So it's like a travel show? Yeah. So he's not like an actor. He just like is himself. No, he's just himself. Oh, okay. He goes with this expert, um, Darren Olean. I'm probably saying that name wrong. He's a wellness expert. Okay. And they learn about healthy, sustainable ways to live. Well, I know they have, like, their, um, a lot of their power comes from, like, geothermal um, stuff there. And they get to go down inside it, the um, machine, and learn how it all works and how it saves by not using gas and oil. Um, Mm -hmm. It's renewable. Because it's what's already right there in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, um, Jennifer would know about this. She's like been there and also is into it. Yeah. That's what I was cool too. Cause they went to these places. I'm like, Oh, Jennifer was there. (laughs) (laughs) But I think like their sidewalks and stuff in like Reykjavik are all heated with like with the geothermal pipes or whatever that they have underneath there. So they don't need to like salt the sidewalks and stuff cause it's warm enough. It just like melts the ice. Right? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> right? I remember them talking about that part. Um, I thought that that was true. <laughs> but it could have been part of it. They soak in a spa and they sample reindeer. <laughs> but they go to France, Costa Rica, um, Sardinia, did I say that right? Lima, Puerto Rico, London, and Huitos? Huitos? I don't know. They're really fun, though. It's interesting. That sounds like a good show. I hadn't heard of that. 
Yeah, I should watch more. There's not very many episodes, but Anna Kendrick joins him for one of them. Cool. That's kind of something like fun so when you can't travel anywhere to be able to watch like a, a fun travel. Yeah, or something else travels that you might want to go when <laughs> yeah. everything is normal again. Uh-huh. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> like a year or two when we can leave the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone asked me the other day, like, where's the first place I want to go when we can like go places again? <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like the place I'd want to go or like the place I could go. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm like, I want to go to New Zealand, but that's obviously like, oh. like the first place I go. Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. I want to go to Ireland. That's always been my dream. I want to go to Ireland and I want to stay in a castle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just start saving up for that. I can do that. Now's, now's a good time to be doing that. Right? That's kind of what I was thinking. So I could make it happen. Put some money away. The only other book I was going to mention about the, um, for the coming of age was Swimming to Elba by Sylvia Alvone. I don't know. Oh, I've heard of that before. Maybe from you. I think it was me. Yeah. I bought it again at the book warehouse because, you know, I find random books there it's a i think it's an italian book it's translated from somewhere i can't remember exactly where but it might have been italy but they come of age it's it's an interesting tell me more (laughs) tell you more um it's two girls i want to say they're probably around 14 they become friends they live in this I could picture it in my head. Yeah, it is Italy. They live in this little town, little resort town. They learn their, you know, they're growing up. They finally have curves and they start showing them off. And then they learn about their sexuality and then they figure out where they want to go and their dreams. It's another one of those where they go too far and then have to figure out what they did and come back and figure out what they really wanted. want. Yeah, what they really want. But it was good. It was interesting. It was a strange book. And it's different because it's Italy. So it's a little foreign. So it's not exactly the way America is. Mm-hmm. So you look at it a little different. But it's, it was interesting because they go through a lot and have to come back. What was that called again? Swimming to Elba. I read that in 2018. Oh, I think it's like pretty good when you read it, and you especially when you read like as much as you do. If it's something that you really like, sticks with you. Yeah, it's stuck with me because it was so different than from what I normally read. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I read so much fluff because they're just quick, easy, and fun. Mm-hmm. That when I read something that's not fluff, it's like hmm, that was interesting. But all I these like re- all these reviews in, on Goodreads are in Italian. So uh, the one I'm looking at isn't. Oh, <laughs> you should go to my page and look it up. <laughs> oh, no, it's like all the user reviews. Oh, the user reviews. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're like, pretty cool, make breath. I don't even know what to tell Mine are all in English. Oh, there's a couple. Well, there's one in English. <laughs> it's a mix. I gave it three stars, so evidently I didn't love it, but it did stick with me as an interesting read. 
Yeah. It was, I guess, kind of like what she said. It, it's overwhelming themes, poverty, drugs, sex, and abuse, and then going from there. Looks good and intense. Mm-hmm. It's not kind of one I would read again because it was kind of, you know, dark theme-wise. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Not like the other we read. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, thanks, Angela, for coming on the podcast with me. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll do it again. Um, I need to start thinking about, uh, I have kind of our, our podcast planned through November, but I guess I need to start thinking about um, what comes after that and I guess the 2021 reading challenge. Um, yeah. It's weird to think that it's time to start thinking about that, you know, next year. Also, since it's still very hard to plan things, we don't know what's going to gonna be going on, but we're doing the best we can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, I think there's like a certain amount of like, now I feel like, that I'm used to just like living in a, like a state of uncertainty. Um, that was like more stressful when we first started. And then you kind of used to being like, even like last week when you're all stuck inside again, because the smoke was so bad. 11 like, day, 10 days in my apartment. I did not leave my apartment for 10 days. I had my box stand sitting up with yeah. a little vent on it. Yeah. Were my you healers and I'm going <laughs> and my mask. Yeah, where you yeah. can't even, like, go out on the porch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No windows open, no fresh air, just. Yeah, i put my dogs out, and I'd be like, okay, you're going to be out there for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... I think I did have it better than some, at least, because, you know, you had to open your door for your dog, so mm-hmm. you opened the door. I didn't open my doors at all for that whole time, so I think my air was a little better. None got in. Well, you know, a little cut in, but yeah. not as if I had opened the door. Yeah. And, like, hopefully, I know that there's still, like, big fires going on, but um, hopefully it stays clear and that they get, you know, doused and contained. Yeah. I looked at the big hollow fire, which is closest to us, and they're mm-hmm. supposed to have rain on Wednesday over there. Good. Wednesday good. to Thursday. So hopefully that helps a lot. Yeah. I think on, um, so that's, like, on the other side of, um, the Lewis River from like Cougar and we have my property in the, in the forest up there. Um, but I guess there was like a couple of inches of rain in, on the Cougar side over the weekend. So, um, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> so your property isn't in the fire area. It's just... No, it was under, um, so it's like really, it's like in between a Gifford Pinchow, like, forest area and land that's owned by the Department of Natural Resources and Fish and Wildlife. Um, and they had closed all of the things there, and it was under the, the level two evacuation order um, when they, they announced that for, like, Ariel and Cougar. Um, and then they downgraded it to level one. And I think it's still there until the until the big qualifier is probably fully contained. I know all the level ones were changed not being leveled anymore. Oh, good. Because it's going towards the east instead right now. Mm -hmm. I checked this morning. (laughs) Good, good. That's good news. All right, well, um, 
uh, thanks for listening to your show. Or mine. <laughs> I'm Becky. And I'm Angela. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine is donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. We at the Longview Public Library thank our local stations for their ongoing support. Your Shelf or Mine jingle is written and performed by Megan McEldry from A Song for You. Find Megan on Facebook or Twitter at Meg McEldry or online at ReverbNation.com slash Megan McEldry. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-M-C-E-L-D-E-R-R-Y. ReverbNation.com slash Megan McEldry. Pretty cool, Mateo Brett. I don't know what time. <laughs>